Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another edition of Gate 7 International. I am Costas Llanos, or Costas with a K, as some people have learned to know me. And I am joined by none other than my esteemed co-host and even more esteemed colleague, uh, Dimitris Quintzidis. Dimitri, shall I even ask how are you today, how you are today? Uh, tricky. Uh... I'm Dimitris with a D, by the way. I know Costas is Costas with a K. I just thought that would be funny to make that joke. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Do you know what? I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm doing as bad as most people just because, because of work. I didn't actually get to watch the game properly. So, like, I'm pissed off and angry. But at the same time, I haven't seen it firsthand. So it hurts a little bit less than when you watch it firsthand. Um, so I think I think a lot of the people in the comments on the patreon group and and you guys i think you're in a worse mood than i am <laughs> Thank, uh, thankfully for me <laughs> well i think it's a good thing that you're here then because well i do have a few things to say and i'm in a really really foul mood myself i'm sure pretty much everyone on the comment section patreon group or all around the olympiakos community agree with that um Today's, Dimitri, I hope you're going to help with that because personally, I'm not planning on having any structure on this. I'm not planning on, uh, you know, I'm not planning on uh, sugarcoating anything right now. There are a few things I want to get off my chest and a few things I feel like need to be said because uh, uh, personally, ever since I became an Olympiacos fan, I've never been this disappointed. But obviously, first, you know, because, you know, this podcast is bigger than all of us uh, combined, Dimitri. Uh, first of all, I would like to apologize for the delay, guys. I mean, obviously, you guys know us for a very long time. Obviously, there was no disrespect involved, uh, just some logistics involved. As you know, guys, we do this on our downtime. Uh, but please, if you are new to this, if you're just joining us, if you're a newbie, please do like and subscribe because it really helps the algorithm to spread the word and grow the podcast. We are continuously getting new subscribers and uh, new followers and even new uh, members on Patreon, which brings me to our fantastic Patreon community, which you can find on patreon.com slash gate7intl. I'm going to say this again. That is that is patreon.com slash gate7, that is seven, the number, I-N-T-L. We'd be more than happy to have you over, guys. We're going to be sh sharing some very exclusive content when it comes to uh, Aris Deep Dives with the ongoing, uh, the upcoming... January transfer signings. Uh, we're going to be having some more interviews, exclusive interviews with former legends. And of course, you can join our amazing WhatsApp group where we're going to be telling you everything we cannot say on camera. Uh, well, just, just I don't know. Before we start, just want to echo ahead, what Costa just said. The, the importance of the WhatsApp group, um, it's, it's such a, a, a simple thing, but as someone, for example, I'm sure most of you guys uh, it, who, who are adults are, are working and have jobs. Like for today, I couldn't watch the game properly. But just having WhatsApp in the background and having all these matches and reading through them actually helps not just to understand the game, but it's a good way to, you know, chat, either talk about the good things or the bad things or vent that frustration. It's it's just that extra community feeling. And, and today for me was one of the best days to, to be a part of that just because I couldn't actually watch the game um and and that really really helped so yeah that's definitely a very simple but very 
important part of the Patreon community. So I just want to echo that with with Costa and, and emphasize how, how good it actually is and how much it helps. Back to you, Costa. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, absolutely. No, no. Actually, like I said today, I don't want this to be structured. I just want to chat, you know. Uh, you know, let's. it'd be nice to have the fans also like getting involved in this because tonight was just, you know, an absolute nothing. Um, as an Olympiacos fan since 1999, I haven't seen, I have seen Olympiacos getting embarrassed against Panathinaikos, Paukaik, obviously getting embarrassed in Europe as well. I'm not used to seeing Olympiacos being embarrassed by small clubs. Today was one of those uh, nights. Uh, Dimitri, I have to say, like, um, a lot of people hate me for this, but obviously there's this new spoiled generation of fans at Olympiacos who are just used to winning the title in the winter, making it through to the knockout stages of a major European competition like it's nothing. And I, mostly young people get annoyed with me, like 20-something-year-olds. But let's not forget that, I mean, Dimitri, we, we both, you and I also belong in this spoiled generation. We weren't around for Petr Nachronia. We joined. I was going to say, you're talking, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm very spoiled. <laughs> I, we, I mean, everything we, that you're we, saying, we are, yeah, I mean, we are very a very spoiled generation. And like, I mean, you, you heard my intro. I said I'm not used to seeing Olympiacos being embarrassed by small clubs. But back at Petr Nachronia, you would see the most unbelievable, the, the most unbelievable trash. But here's the thing, like, personally, I feel like I've had enough. I feel like I am going to support my team through thick and thin. I don't care if Olympiacos uh, fall, to the, uh, fall down to the fourth division. I'm still going to be an Olympiacos fan through, through and through. But I'm just like, I don't care about signings anymore. I don't care about the referees. I don't care about how Ike, Panathinaikos, or Pauk are doing. Like, I just want to, I just want to hear a vision. I just want to, I just want to more, I just want to see some clarity. We're, uh, I'm, I'm probably getting ahead of myself and I want to pass you the baton right now. But you, you mentioned you didn't have the chance to really look at the game it was a complete nothingness. There was nothing. You know, you're expecting, is anybody really expecting me to analyze the game? There was nothing. There was no beginning, no middle, no end, no A to B to C, no formation, no tactic, no vision, no philosophy. It was complete nothingness. It was 11 players wearing red and white, kicking the ball around. And I would, before I pass the baton to you, Dimitri, I'm just going to finish with, you know what? I don't care how people feel about what I'm about to say. Congratulations to Lamia. They won fair and square. Good for them. What do you make of this result, Dimitri? So I just want to say that your speech right before actually going into the nothingness of the game where the whole not caring about the transfers, not caring about the refs, not caring about how the other big teams are doing. You just want to see a vision. Um, you're echoing my feelings for the last few years. That's how I felt for the last few years and how I think many of the Olympiacos fans around the world feel. Um, I think it's been... It's been since... After the COVID year, the last year I remember that I was truly, like, 
going to bed excited and waking up early with the football side of the club because for anyone that knows me knows that basketball has a humongous part of my heart so for, for everything that I say and all the criticism that I'm giving is entirely related to to the football side when I say Olympiacos I mean about football I'll make sure to differentiate the two because even though it's one huge umbrella they're two very different organizations at the moment so with the football I agree with what you said um regarding the just losing that caring about how everyone else is doing what the refs are doing because all you want right now is a vision and it's been about two seasons like that for me now uh this this is the third season I think uh and even when we were winning and everything it was just like the, the penultimate season of Martins or we were struggling in Europe and the the league was just sort of dead uh even though we won it I, I still sort of lost that interest in, in every single little detail because for me, it was always um, that sport generation where Europe was more important because I became an Olympiacos fan. I'm a, I think I'm a couple of years younger than you because you, you said you started in 99. I was too young to remember 99. I think the first proper year I remember is 03, 02, 03. Um, so I'm used to us winning everything. I'm used to us always winning in Europe, in, in Greece and, you know, do, doing relatively okay in Europe. And I, I've always wanted that extra push. Like, uh, I don't remember where I heard this. Either it was one of our shows that I wasn't on and I was watching it at a later time or someone else was saying this. Oh, it was, I think it was Labro. It was um, uh, dinner, um, the evening with Labro where Aris asked him, um, what if you could go back and change one game? Of Olympiacos, like which one would you change? And I remember him saying the Wolves game against the COVID year with Wolves and um, the United game in 2014. And I was thinking to myself, even though I was at that United game, I traveled all, <laughs> I traveled from London that morning, missed school and everything, went up, came home 6 a.m. the next day, crying how we, like, we conceded three goals from the deadest United team. I actually remember thinking it was the Metalist game. Two years prior to that in the Europa League, when Mayuri literally handed them the win in like the last 10 minutes, we were 1 0 up and we lost 2 1. And the away goals, they fucked us. Literally, that's the game I'm thinking of. And I remember thinking, okay, this was the year Europe. And then after the year after that, I was like, Europe, 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 we have to. This is our chance. So I'm one of those spoiled fans where Greece, I don't care how much, I care about Europe. And just seeing this now, not even have Greece, is just whew, very, very, very draining psychologically because there's just uh, nothingness. Like the nothing that you described the game is also seeping outside of, of the actual playing ability and causing fans to just be like deflated and just be like, wow, okay, just nothing. Like no one seems to care from the players. I mean, I might, I might not have watched today's game, but just from other games and and from the season and last season, there's such situations where you're like, what's going on? Like, where's your pride? Yes, you can have a bad game. But if you have a bad game and you're completely all over your opponent, I was looking at the stats and I've seen the highlights. We, it, you seem like you're right. Lamia deserved to win, right? Like, like you, you congratulate them. From from looking, looking at the, <laughs> these stats, right? Are they, it says, shots inside the box, 7-7, seven, seven, right? Shots on target, they had six, we had two. 
I mean, this isn't the Premier League where, where you're a top team and you might get outplayed by a bottom team because you know that shit happens. It's the Prem. It's the best league in the world. This is the Greek league. If if Lamia's up playing Olympiacos, those players, the Olympiacos players, there's something wrong with them because they're too good to be getting outplayed by the Lamia players. It's just, it, the gap is too big. So there's no excuse. So yeah, I know I've sort of vom word vomited everything and it hasn't really had a clear structure of where I was going with that. But yeah, um, basically I agree with you and everything that you said and I and I feel the same way and I'm actually about 24 months ahead of you in my feelings. So you'll be me in two years. Well, hopefully not, but yeah. <laughs> that's that's well, that's well there is something we need to go through in uh, there is something we need to address in my opinion uh we're, we're having uh matthew hossack i hope i pronounced this right he said still don't understand how you played so well versus west ham they have beaten wolves 3-0 man united 2-0 spurs 2-1 arsenal 2-0 he has one more in the last few weeks and Dimitri, let's 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 have a look at how Olympiaco started the season under Diego Martinez. You remember it was an exciting time. Antonio Cordon had joined up as the sporting director after some fantastic uh, success at Villarreal. We were thinking to ourselves, okay, we're finally learning from our mistakes. Last season was a dud. We're learning. We're, we're keeping. We're moving forward. Take note, everybody. Here's how we started in the league. Let's put Europe aside, even though we. We started our season with a big win against Genk, beating them 1-0. So start of the season, seven wins out of nine league matches, two of which, uh, one of which we lost against Panathinaikos in, you know, it wasn't a loss. And the other one was the uh, draw with Aik at uh, Hagia Sofia. So seven which wins Which was very obvious. Matches. Which that draw was very obvious, keeping the 1-1. We got Freiburg on Thursday. It was the like if if I reckon if Martinez wanted that win, they could have got it. So I don't even count that as a bad result. That one-one against Ike was a hundred percent like like on purpose. Esquemeno, like I don't know how to describe it. Like I was watching that game and I was thinking, yeah, these these are play they're playing at this level to get the one-one and get out of here with no injuries. So everything those first nine games that you just said, great. Mm -hmm. Sorry. And uh, no, 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 absolutely. Just, uh, just, uh, just, just, just jump in, man. And we scored twenty-four goals in those nine matches. In those nine matches, we scored twenty-four goals, and we conceded two, two goals in nine matches. That's the beginning, right? That's the, the that's the first nine matches in the league. Now, ever since that um, that Freiburg loss in Germany, when all the bullshit started. And I do apologize for anyone who doesn't uh, appreciate uh, foul language, and I will try and keep it to the absolute minimum. But ever since all that garbage started after that Freiburg game where uh, the, the, the powers that be decided that it would be a great idea to get rid of the manager because that's what we do with Greece, here's how things went in Greece. One win in four matches, of which we lost one. Three goals scored... Three conceded in four matches. That's the last four matches, actually, guys, in, in Greece. We've, could, we've scored three goals, one of which was a penalty. Two of them was a penalty, excuse me. And we conceded three. 
So to answer your question, Matthew, and I want your I want your input on this, Dimitri. I feel like ever since all that garbage started, all that politicking started, all that blaming, all that finger pointing. Oh my God! Suddenly we beat West Ham, uh, the, the, one of the most informed Premier League clubs. We kicked butts in the uh, in the beginning of the league before that Panathinaikos game, and all of a sudden Diego Martinez was was a clown. All of a sudden, ever since that started, we have the same team, same players. We didn't lose a big player. We didn't lose anyone to injury. We have the same team. We lost the manager. Ever since that crap started, the team has taken uh, has has gone down. What do you think about that, Dimitri? Do you think all that all that off the pitch, all that background nonsense, brought us to where we are right now? I completely agree. I don't want to sound like a cliche and just agreeing with you on this, but um, as someone. And a lot of our viewers are not Greeks who are born and raised in Greece. So they have this outside perspective of, like, like myself, that actually have not just this toxic Greek environment of Greek football, but are used and have grown up with a non-toxic footballing world around them. Like I've grown up with the Prem, so I've seen what healthy, well, relatively healthy football clubs are like and what what a relatively healthy football league is like. So I completely agree because it's all that, it's what Greeks do best. It's what Libyakos do best. A couple of bad results. Okay, yes. Horrifically bad results against Freiburg. And horrifically bad result against Freiburg in the first game and in Serbia, the 2-2. And this has come from someone that 10 minutes ago was saying, 99% of what I care about is Europe, okay? And I'm happy to finish 10th if it means we end up in the quarterfinals of the Europa League or in the semifinals of the Conference League. I really, that, that's my honest opinion. I couldn't give a shit about the Greek League if we were to do well in Europe. So, he has bad results, Martinez. And then Freiburg, and then it's like, oh my God, we're getting rid of him. It, it, it doesn't work like that. Like, it's just not healthy. Like, Klopp, a year ago, had Liverpool in 10th. 10th! Liverpool! And now the first. Like, like you just have to stick it out. You can't just... You can't just go, yep, they're done. Get on to the next one. It doesn't work like that. It's like divorcing your partner because you had an argument. Like, like it just doesn't work. It's not sustainable. And that's why our healthiest period in the past... Well, for as long as I can really remember, was when Martins had like two years of like just safety. And and even though the results didn't go his way in the first year in the big derbies, they persevered with him. And that's that's what's important. That's literally what what's what's important. It's it's having faith in the system, trust the process. It's going to work out. Now, if you give them enough time and it doesn't work out, then get rid of them. But, like, you can't fire someone after four months. Like, the problem is not Martinez. Like, you could have had Guardiola there and things could have gone wrong. You could have had Klopp. Sir, it's, Sir Alex Ferguson didn't win fuck all with United for four years. He didn't yeah, win Klopp, anything with United for anything. four years. Klopp didn't yeah. win anything for, for like three and a half years. He was hired in October yeah. 2015. And then 
this first trophy, I mean, it was a Champions League title, but it was in June 2019. Like, we can't... So so it's it's what Stefanos is saying. Who's firing and hiring all the coaches? It's this... The top of the club, there's just... Someone needs to, like, do surgery on their brains. I'm sorry. Like, you just... It doesn't work like this. I don't understand how the fans can see this. But at the same time, at the same time, I'm not just going to blame the club because we have a lot. And I'm not calling anyone out in particular. I really am not. But we have a lot of people that within the fan base that are toxic and they're like, get rid of him. Where are we going with this shit manager? And that's and that's within the whole of Olympiacos. And I'm not just talking about football because you see it in basketball. And I'll talk about basketball a tiny bit later, like irrespectively, just because to brighten up our days. But like you see it with, with, with Barzokas, who's like arguably top three most like legendary managers we've had with what he's achieved. He's one of the only two managers that's ever got us a EuroLeague. And now we lose or we don't win as they're expecting us because last year we ended up in the final, the final four. And this year we're not doing as well. And this, they, some people are calling for his head and they're calling him a Tavernari. Like, are you, are you dumb? Like, sorry, like, who I did not expect to get this heated considering I haven't watched the game. It's just, it's just, you're on mute, Costa. It's just the, the, the fucking stupidity of 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 certain greek fans and certain olympiakos fans and 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 the board is included in that because they have the same stupid impatient mindset sorry sorry if that was rude no, no, absolutely and, absolutely no, no go for it man i would like to go through a couple of comments thank you so much for joining us aris is one of the most uh loyal fans here we kicked ass in the beginning because we started with easy fixtures well ari all due respect Volos, Atromitos, Lamia. Are they not easy fixtures? Greek the league is easy. Had... The Greek they league is easy. easy. Uh, well, I wouldn't say there that I can Panathinaikos and Pauk are easy. They're definitely not. But uh, I mean, the ones I just mentioned, they're all uh, they're all they're all easy fixtures. But, but what like, I mean you know, is, it's, it's not the Prem. It's not it's not La Liga where you have like certain teams that can't upset. Like outside of the top four, maybe five with Aries, it should be all wins. 4-0 every game. Like, you should be putting money on plus three and a half goals for Olympiacos every game. Like, yeah. that should just be a guarantee. Sorry. And uh, and like you're like it's another Alexis Ravalas is another one of our most loyal fans. Uh, and we're and thank you so much for your comment and uh, tuning in. Uh, like we said, uh, we, we do apologize for the delay. The same goes for Aris as well, who was waiting patiently uh, for the show to start. The West Ham we played against was mediocre, slow and predictable. Don't know what they did next. Well, no, I don't agree with that, Dimitri. Come no, on. He didn't feel the strong side. They were bad that game. They we came were in the second half. They, they came in the second half. That was the worst game. They were the worst game. The they came in the second half. They came in. They came. I don't agree with that because. Uh, West Ham in general don't have much depth anyways, and the, their best players did come in in the second half, and they weren't much better in the uh, return leg where they didn't um, rest their best players. We could have we could have snatched uh, the draw yeah, with Camara's uh, late, uh, late... To be honest, uh, that game should have been a nil-nil, not even... Yeah, it was their goal was, was a great goal, and just... And it had a, a little push from VAR, but obviously, <laughs> like, we, we, we took our, 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 sweet, uh, our sweet old time to wake up. But in general, like I said, guys, like under Diego Martinez, yes, those the Pauk and Freiburg losses did make me feel very worried, thinking to myself that not only can we lose, we could get absolutely pummeled. But then again, it's his first season. 
And like I said, we were dominating the league when we started out. We were just kicking asses and taking names. But it's when, I mean, think about it, Dimitri. I mean, how good do you think you would be at your job if your boss started to openly discuss firing you? How good would you be? Within, within a couple of months. Within a couple of within months. Within a couple of months. And after just two bad days in those you know, couple of months, you only had two bad days. But you had a great start. You had a great couple of months. And you only had two bad days. And it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to get rid of him. It, it wasn't it wasn't two bad days because I know you've said let's put Europe to the side, but I, I can't because it was it was it was two bad days and also the, the first two fixtures in Europe in the Europa League, Freiburg at home and so uh the Topola away were two very bad days in my opinion. They were probably worse than any results we had in Greece up to that point because they basically killed off any chance of Europa League. Um but 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 still four bad days. But like I, I agree. I completely agree with what you just said. It's and we already have two bad days with Carvalhal. Two yeah, bad, two really but, bad. But it's not we didn't fault. lose to Atromitos. We didn't lose to Atromitos, but we should have won. But but that's the thing. I, again, like a lot of people in the comments are saying, "Does Carvalhal come or go? Go or stay? What do we do if we lose to I? Like he stays, guys. He stays. You can't. There's no way. Like we can't change again. It just doesn't work like that. He stays. At least until the end of the season. At least until the end of the season, in my opinion. And then, and then, if if if, if like pol like politically, like like in his head, not politically, like mentally, he's not clicking with 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 what the club want, and and they don't agree with how to move forward and how to to progress Olympiacos. Then maybe in the summer, we get rid of him. But if we can't get rid of him on 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 just on results. Like it just doesn't work like that. And people ask for Jovanovic. I mean, I don't know, man. Like I, I, anyone who's been at Panathinaikos shouldn't be anywhere near my club, in my opinion. Um, and that's just because I I'm more disagree passionate. with that. If yeah, you, if I, I, it's 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 not as much. It's not that I don't don't like him. It's not I dislike him. It just has. I have this tribalism where Olympiacos and Panathinaikos are separate. I don't care. Like Nikopolidis, fantastic keeper. I appreciate everything he did at Olympiacos. But if he was signed right now, I'd be a little bit upset because it's like I don't want someone from Panathinaikos. But then I wouldn't if 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 he were to come in, if your manager was to come in, I'd support him 100 percent All I'm saying is if if it's a choice between yes or no, I'd be like no, which is the same reason why I hate Slukas for going to Panathinaikos, the same reason why I hated Leto, the same reason that when when Spanulis was signed, I was like, amazing. And now he's the best basketball player I ever saw play for Olympiacos. But if there were rumours about it, I would have been like, no, I don't want him if they're asking me. He's played for them. Why would I want him? It's the same with Jovanovic. Fantastic coach, but I don't want him just because he's been at there. If he comes to the club, then I'm 100% behind him. I know that sounds really, really toxic, and but it's just my opinion. So I wouldn't just sack Carvajal to get Jovanovic. But that's just a whole different toxicity up here. I couldn't I couldn't agree more with you, but first I would like to go through a few comments because we do have quite a quite an audience here with us tonight. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us, and do not forget to like and subscribe. Very very important, you guys. Uh, so, Yanis Didascalo, when the ingredients are bad, the cook cannot make a delicious meal. If the cook is also crap, then this is called Olympiacos. I'm not sure I understand or agree with the second sentence, but the first one is absolutely correct. Like. 
if you know the ingredients are not right, then you cannot expect to make a delicious meal. So I mean, you you can and Carvajal has just joined. He didn't have a preseason. He doesn't have his own players in there. He threw in Fran Navarro to the deep end during one of the worst nights in the club's history. You couldn't expect much. So you can only blame Carlos Carvajal uh, up to a point. Uh, Frank, uh, Frank, good. I just can't go on and accept that we will be finishing fourth from now on. Well. We're not going. It's We're not, not going to be fourth. It's not. If, even if we finish this year, it's not going to be a, a long-term thing. Okay, I, I can guarantee. No matter, it'll be a, a few seasons, a couple of seasons. You can count them on one hand, and then Olympiacos is going to go back to winning seven in a row. I, and I'm not just saying this because I'm an Olympiacos fan. I'm just saying this based on, like this phrase, Olympiacos na Kratos. Olympiacos is a country like we're too big, and too important. For Marinaki, so whoever else comes in, if he were to leave, for that to be allowed to happen. Petri Nachronia is the worst it's ever going to get, in my opinion. And I really hope I'm right, because that was a big claim right there. Do you think we're going to finish fourth this season? Do you know what? At the start of the season, I remember saying, I think we're so much better than all the other big teams. And genuinely, like roster-wise, I think in most positions, maybe not like subs behind the players coming in, uh, but I think we we should win it. Uh, we still have a chance to win it. They ju it just needs to. They just need to turn it around. Like the thing is, the thing is, this is crazy because when I watch English football, I'm so pessimistic and I'm always worried my team's gonna like mess it up. I was about I, to say. I was about to say. <laughs> it's the other way around with, it, with Greece, man. It's just I have so little faith in the other big teams in Greece that I don't think. We're amazing. I just think they're all they're all just as crap, and it's all just as problematic. The only healthy, tiny team that I'm seeing is Balk. They have something healthy about them, and if so, so if I had to like put money on who would win, it would be Balk. But I, I, if we finish fourth, then that's like I'd be surprised. Like I'm not expecting us to finish fourth, and I don't think we deserve to finish fourth. Like. Just switch on, like the players. You don't need a manager to beat Lamia. I'm sorry, like our players are too good. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, apparently you do, though. Apparently you do. <laughs> apparently you do. Uh, well, there is there is somebody who agrees with you, and that is, that is Michalis Papadopoulos. Thank you so much for joining us, man. The naked. I'm going to do it in Greek and then in English. The naked is this petty nachronia perisotrik, and they broke the naxanagimi after. You haven't uh, lived Petrina Chronia. Most of you haven't experienced the Petrina Chronia, and it's never going to happen again. We just need to start everything from the beginning. Uh, well, I have to say, um, what we need right now, I'm just so sick of player signings right now, Dimitri. I just, obviously, we need a number six and a center back. But you know what? Actually, you know what I think should happen. And play along with me on this one. If we could recall Alex Kalogeropoulos back from Volos, do it. And then with the money you were going to use to buy a centre-back, use them to bring Tiadier Samaseku back on loan, even as on loan. Bring Samaseku back and bring Kalogeropoulos back from loan. Just moneyball that shit. Moneyball that thing. Because we do need a centre-back, but we also need someone in front of, that, of, of the back four, like uh, Anigo did with Samaseku at the playoffs. Where we beat everyone in the playoffs, bar Ike with the help of the refs, but we beat Pauk across both legs. We ended Parathnaikos' title bid in style, 
Rabchuk. And it was Rabchuk. And I love that. Out of all players, it was Rabchuk who ended their title bid. How Losing awesome the league that? because of Rabchuk is just the funniest thing ever. Yeah. No, no, I mean, it's like, Costa, it's Costa, like Costa, us. Yeah, yeah, no, no, go ahead, please. No, 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 you're right. I, I, I am, I've always been a favor of, I'd rather play kids or Greeks who have come through up through Olympiacos and then are playing elsewhere, or Greeks that may not have come through up, up through Olympiacos but are elsewhere and uh, in Europe. I'm not talking about elsewhere in Greece, uh, unless they're like at smaller clubs, because these people they, they care more, they're not mercenaries. Like, don't get me wrong, some of the players that we have, like Camara or Heze or Rodine or Ortega, like they're probably a lot better than anyone that we could bring in in that position, right? And I've been Rodine's biggest fan all season. And I think outside of Fortunis, he's, 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 I think he's a dog, right? So the players that I just named, are, in my opinion, are the four best players, and Podense, are the four, four best foreign players we have. And it's very difficult to replace them quality-wise with a Greek player. However, these guys are purely here to further their careers, make some money, right? Yeah. And fair enough to them. And fair enough, because it's a job. Like, we all do jobs, don't get me wrong. But you see foreign players at other clubs, they get tied, right? They get tied and they care. And even if they're there for their career, you'll see them bleed. For the for, for for the shirt, right? You see it. Don't even look far. You see it at the basketball. You can see it in the basketball club. You see some. You see some of these dogs that we have that you know are going to lay down their lives for their teammates and for the club. And if if we lose, we lose. Like Euroleague final last year, I was in tears. At my big age, I was in tears. But I wasn't in tears because they disappointed me. I was in tears because they were so amazing all year and gave it their all that I was sad for them. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what I want. And I feel like if we had the academy players or Greeks, at least Greeks that understand how it all works, they'd be they'd be dying for Olympiacos, even if the quality might not be there, which is why I never hated on Bukhalakis as much as everyone else did, which is why I don't hate on Masuras as much as everyone else does, which is why I don't hate on Retsos when he makes mistakes. Doi has certain issues quality-wise that piss me off. But the Greeks understand the importance. And, and, and the young guys understand that. And that's why I completely agree that I'd rather... Look, you might be getting paid 10 million a year and you might be the best player that we've ever had quality-wise, but I'd rather pay the 16-year-old if you're going to be... If you're just going to be... Not going to give me any effort. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's... it's uh, so I'd like... I'd, I like to think that's where you are going with it. And you just want, I just want people to play with passion and, and show that they care and that they love the club. Not even love the club, show that they care. Show that they care for the people that are paying their money to go watch them. I mean, Olympiacos obviously is a business. And us as fans, in a way, we are investors in this business. So as an investor myself, I have to wonder about certain ways in which the money at Olympiacos is being, uh, is being, where does the money go? We have a B team, right? We've had that B team since 2020, if I'm not mistaken. And we've only had one player who's been promoted in all those near four years. And that's Andreas Doi, who didn't exactly set the world alight. So why do we have a B team 
when we only have one player being promoted full-time over there? What's the point of the B team? I mean, I, like I said, I want to hear a vision. Even if that vision is, okay, we don't promote young players because we simply just don't do it, so no more B team, I would completely disagree. I would say this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life, but at least that's a vision. At least we're going somewhere. And at least you're not just splashing money on something that you're not willing to do anything with. We had Surlis. He's lost. We have this Bagallanis guy. He's 22 years old, and he's still in the B team. If he's not good enough for the, for the, for the senior side right now, and maybe he's not good enough for the senior side, then fire him. What do we have him for? Let him go. We have Sabutsis, nothing. The Kostulas and Muzakitis kids have said it before. They're too young. But Al-Gasimba, he's over there. So another thing, right? We have a sporting director in Pedro Alves. And he's good. He's a good sporting director. He did very well at Estoril. He did wonders over there. He took a nothing team and turned them into a Primera Liga club, a very respected and well-known a Primera Liga club. Why are you working with Mendes? Might as well sack Pedro Alves then. Why are you paying Pedro Alves if you're just going to go with Mendes at the end? Let the guy work. Let the guy use his contacts. Let the guy build this team. Let the guy go and look at the B team and see what the hell it is we got over there. I just... Like I said, like I said, you don't want a sporting director. That's fine. I'm against not having a sporting director. Every club needs to have a goddamn sporting director. But if you don't want one, then fine. At least I'm seeing a vision. But right now I'm not seeing that. You have a B team. Nobody's coming. Nobody's being promoted from the B team. You have a sporting director. And at the same time, you're doing deals with George Mendes, who, yes, he's the greatest agent in the world. But you, ju you just mentioned about Greeks. What's likeliest? Costas Fortuna is already 30 years old, and he's no Predrag Djordjevic when it comes to captain ability. He's already 30 years old, so he's already on borrowed time at Olympiacos. Where are we going to find our next captain, our next standard bearer, our next Simea? Is it going to be from George Mendes's client book, or is it going to be from the B team? The answer, of course, is the fucking B team. So that's, that's what I mean by vision, Dimitri. I, look, I agree. I agree so much on this. And basically what I want to see is all the politics of, of, of Olympiacos and all the big Greek clubs just needs to disappear on the, in the way that they run the club. So what I mean by that, let your sporting director work. Let your football director work. If you're Marinakis, if you're his son in, at Nottingham, if you're Carapapas, if you're whoever you are, don't get involved. Just don't. Just let the man do his work. That's that's the most important thing, and that's the only way it's gonna. It's we're actually gonna see some change, actual change, and a vision and trust in the process. But but I just want to. Sorry, I just saw a comment that I wanted to touch on, and this is the sort of thing that I have arguments with with other Olympiacos fans, and and not just random Olympiacos fans, but but friends and family. And, and do you know what? I can see that I, maybe my way of thinking is, 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 is flawed and, and people call me out for this. But Ari Span made a comment and he goes, if we play Greek players from under 21, we will be playing against the likes of Prodev Tiki and Ethnikos in two years. 
you know what? I'd rather play Greek teenagers that are going to die on that field and there's going to be a promise of, of seeing them improve and seeing them given the role and actually seeing a game plan and seeing something and then see a bunch of mercenaries and foreigners that don't care about the team and have no chemistry with each other and try and compete for the league. I'd rather finish last, get relegated, and just carry on playing with the with the kids. Because those I kids just, just, care. I, no, go ahead. No, I yeah, just no, no, it's just, it's just that. And it's like, like, it's like, we have to like, it has to, it, you know how in the NBA and the NFL, they do rebuilds, like in, in American sports. Like, you finish last, you go for draft picks, you get rid of those big, big contracts, even if they're a superstar, they're not going to get you win you a title. You just don't want to, you don't want to be mediocre. You're either going to be shit and work your way up or you're going to be competing for championships. And that's, it's as simple as that for Olympiacos right now. We have too many things we need to fix. It can't just be plugging holes here and there, splashing 10 mil here, 5 mil there, get rid of this manager, bring this manager, bring this, that sporting director, get rid of that sporting director. No, keep the manager, keep the sporting director, play the people who fucking care and just give it time. And if the results don't come, fine. But I just want to see a vision and people who care, who actually care. Put us, let us do it. Like, 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 we might not know anything, but at least we fucking care. Like, that we're going to be upset. What do you mean, put us? What do you mean put us on? Like, like I, I, I fucking play. Do you know what I mean? Like, it gets to that point. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to play. I'm better at basketball than I am at football. But it's also, but it's just... <laughs> That's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, it's like, do these, do these players or 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 the managers or, or the people in the club high up actually go home and, and are upset about this and talk to the wives and, and their kids and their husbands and their friends? Like how passionate we are talking about this. So I reckon most of them don't give a shit. Like if I have a bad day at work sometimes, I might not talk about it because I'll just be like, oh, I'm done. Tomorrow's another day. But we care as fans, and I want the players to care in the same way. Yeah, that's another one of my rants done. There you go. So, well, yeah, I disagree with that comment. Thing. I'd rather see well, us in the second division and actually caring. Well, how about how about just a little balances? Let's look at the class of 92 at Man United. Obviously, Man United is a bigger club than Olympiacos. Yeah, I know that. But let's look at the tactic here. The Nevilles, Nicky Butt, Ryan Giggs, Paul Scholes, David Beckham. They came through the academy when they were when they when they still had pimples all over their face. But who did they find at Man United? They found Sir Alex Ferguson in the dugout. And then when they looked at the locker room, they found Gary Pallister, Steve Bruce, Paul Lynch, Roy Keane, Eric Cantona, Mark Hughes. So yes, I am very much in favor of bringing the kids forward, but I also want them to find some personalities in there. First off, you need to have a manager. I couldn't agree more with you about Carlos Carvalhal. I am sick and tired of getting rid of managers. We are sticking with Carlos Carvalhal even if we finish fifth. Yes, even if we finish fifth. I don't care we, anymore. Even, even if he fucks his wife. Even if he fucks Marinakis' wife, I'd have no, it. No, 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 okay, well, that, that I understand why you said it. Yeah, you, you, it, it was a joke. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But, like, I'm done with that. People say Arieli Bagasa. What?! What? Ariely Barraza? You know, not everyone becomes Diego Simeone and Pep Guardiola. 
you want Ariely Bagasa? Like, explain to me on the comment section if you're an Ariely Bagasa fan, why would we have Bagasa? How would he turn this around? No, we're sticking I, with Carvalho. And it would ruin, it would ruin his that. legendary status as well. It would ruin his status because they're going to turn on him within a couple of months, and then people are going to be like, "Oh, fuck him." I am done with changing managers. I am done. We're sticking with Carvalhal until the... I don't care if Ike win 5-0 in the next game. Even though, let's be honest, Dimitri, if we lose to Ike, he's probably gone. Let's face it. He's probably gone. To answer anyone's question on the comment section, yes, he's probably gone. And we're probably, from then on, it's, it's going to be an Ibarasa kind of guy, and I don't care anymore. I just, you know, stick with this guy. He's experienced. I'm done. I'm done with the changing managers. But there are a few other th additions that need to be made in this team. I've said it before in this podcast. Marinakis already has Olympiakos, Nottingham Forest, um, uh, Rio, Ave. Uh, Rio Ave. Yes, I forgot uh, for some reason. And he's closing in on Monza, as we understand. That's four clubs. Combine it with his maritime business. Combine it with his duties in uh, Pereira's counselor, counselor, uh, counselor, that's too much on his plate. It's not like back in the day when he only had his maritime business and Olympiacos. Plus he has me plus he has mega. Plus he has his newspapers. That's way too much on his plate. So here's what I suggest: hire, hire a uh, a president slash chairman slash CEO kind of guy, like. What's the Tottenham guy's name again? The chairman? Daniel Levy. Daniel Levy. Hire, hire Daniel Levy type for all of your clubs and let them run the day-to-day -day stuff because you have way too much on your plate. Let them talk to the sporting director. Let them talk to the manager. Let them talk to the lawyers. Let them talk to the boardroom and let him report to you. Maybe a, a, a meeting a week with all of your four presidents slash chairmen slash CEOs. Maybe one every two weeks. And also, Michalis Papadopoulos said it so well. Στη θέση του συγχωρεμένου του Σάβα Θεοδωρίδη, πρέπει τώρα κιόλα να πάει ο Νίκο Αναστόπουλο που πονάει την ομάδα και ξέρει πολύ καλά όσο κανένα. In English, the late great Σάβα Θεοδωρίδη needs to be immediately replaced by the legendary Νίκο Αναστόπουλο who loves the team and knows more than almost everyone. And yeah, like Σάβα Θεοδωρίδη is so missed because. There's someone who experienced Petr Nachronia. He loved the team more than life itself. He was the kind of guy that would grab all the players and explain to them exactly what Olympiacos is all about. Hey, you mister who came from God knows where and had no idea about Olympiacos, let me tell you two things about Olympiacos. Let me tell you exactly where you're playing. Yeah, I know where you come from, Olympiacos, mean nothing because you only know Real Madrid, Chelsea, Manchester United. But here, Olympiacos is life and death. And if you're not willing to kill yourself for Olympiacos, then go away. Go away. We're going to end your contract right now. That's what Olympiacos need as well. They need a voice in the locker room, which they don't have from Costas Fortunis, who's an amazing player, but he's not a good leader. But if you bring in someone like Savas Todoris, like Nikos Anastopoulos, Nikos Anastopoulos would be great. There's, there's other people as well. Joros Deligaris as well is right there among those people. Let somebody explain to people what Olympiacos is. is. You need that motivator in this team. So those are the two changes I believe need to be made after signing that number six, in my opinion. Couldn't agree more, especially with the second one. Especially with the second one. And I, I just wanted to, to just go on a, a slight uh, tangent on that one and ask you, because we agree. Fortunis, I agree with you. Fortunis is not a leader. 
Uh, great player, arguably our most gifted player. Shouldn't be captain though, in my opinion, uh, because it just—it's like it's like Harry Kane for England, in my opinion. Should shouldn't shouldn't have been captain because he's the best player, but he just doesn't have that like he's not shouty. He's not like passionate. You don't you don't see that. He he's in a shell. And don't get me wrong, they they are the best player, but you want someone who's going to be in your face. Telling you off if you if you mess about, telling you how you need to act to be a part of this club, what you need to do, how you need to play, and I don't think Fortunisa is that, and I don't think we have anyone who is that, who is that Valbuena kind of character, who is that you know that dog that is going to hold everyone accountable. I mean, it says a lot that my if if I had to pick a captain right now, this this says a lot, and you're probably going to laugh, and everyone's going to laugh at me, and they're going to call me a middle yeah. But it would be either Masuras or Paschalakis. Paschalakis, absolutely. He was probably the most vocal person in the because... entire team today. There we go. Thank you. Well, Thank you but the me, thing uh... is, like, and I do want to discuss this, uh, Dimitri, because we are facing somewhat of a crisis ahead of us this coming summer because literally half the team is out of contract. That includes yeah. our entire front line and our goalkeepers. So you mentioned Pascal Likes, and I couldn't agree more with you. But the thing is that do you give the, the armband to someone who could leave as soon as June? And we're talking about one of the best uh, young talents in Greece, in Kostas Zolakis, who's out of contract. I mean, let's. what I want to do right now and I want the um, I want our, our viewers to uh, to join us in this. I'm going to go through every position, and I'm going to mention the players whose contracts are running out in June. And I want you, Dimitri, to tell me if you would renew them. So, goalkeepers, Zolakis and Paschalakis, obviously renew. Both. And um, to answer your question, Paschalakis, give him the R-band, and he'll definitely renew. Yeah, I'd love that. So... Obviously, yeah, Zolakis and Paschalakis right now. Like, give them whatever they want. I'm going to go to defenders. Jackson Poroso was obviously on loan. I personally, I personally would consider giving him a full time, uh, uh, giving him a contract as long as he as he continues to impress after he returns from injury. What do you think? I agree. Based on the current roster, I would keep him compared to over compared to others. However. If there's better replacements out there, I'd have him further down the pecking order. Does that make sense? Based on our current roster, he's it's a yes. Well, what could what could be yeah, sorry, what could be last season is what well, next season is the signing they want to make, Kalogeropoulos, Rezos, if he's still around, because he could be sold, and Biancon. Those are the four center backs. If you bring in Jackson Poroso, you have another good uh, good option. Plus, if, if, and that's especially uh, uh, that, that's especially the case if Retsos gets sold because we're going to have to sell some players if, this coming if, summer. If those are the five, let's say Retsos is staying. If those are the four, then yes, keep Borozo. I'm saying if if better defenders come in, if if Retsos yeah. is replaced by someone better than Retsos and better than Borozo, that's when I start to think like, okay, maybe he's not as needed. But if if this is the standard we're talking about. Then yes, Borozo staying. If it's literally the four that you named ahead of him, yes, I want him. Okay, so that's already three players who are out of contract now. Nicholas Freire, obviously out yeah. even now, January now. Back to Bulos. Bulos. 
Omar Richards. Obviously, we don't need him because we got Doron Leitner, who's going to be fit next season. So, I mean, the poor guy hasn't, we haven't really seen him. We haven't, but I mean, we don't need him. We already have two very good left backs. I would like to see him. I would like to see him at some point. It's it's gets to the point where, you know, like when, if if things are going that badly, you do want to see something different. Um, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying keep him. I'm just saying that at some point during the season, if things continue to go badly, I would like to see him get decent minutes. I would like to see, you know, the players that haven't been getting minutes to actually just be like, you know what, go and play. You guys, the ones that haven't played, there you go. You have five games in a row. You six or seven players that haven't been playing all season. Show me what you got. Like garbage time in basketball. Basically, I'd, I'd like to see that. Yeah. So that's five players already. Here comes our last defender, and that's Keeney. Obviously, yeah, we don't need him. What do you think? I agree. My, 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 I don't want him. Gone. Six players then who are out of contract. We're going to the midfield now. Vicente Bora. Obviously, that was a dud. Yep, I completely agree. Matika Mara, absolutely. Like, if we could sell him in January, I've said it before. Just go ahead and do it. And you know what? You're bringing in a defensive midfielder. And from then on, you can play Santiago Eze at, at number eight. A lot, or, or even Sotiris Alexandropoulos, whom I haven't given up on personally. So, yeah, Madika Mara for me is a goner. Madika Mara is a mercenary. Great player. Where, only when he cares. Only when he wants to be a great player. Uh, Fulon has given up on Olympiacos for years now, in my opinion. And uh, But I'm, I don't think we're going to sell him. Because if we didn't sell him when he played at Roma last year... I don't think we're going to sell him if he's playing shit with us. Um, so I don't. I don't think we're going to get any money from him. I don't think we're going to get a lot of money from him. Uh, but yeah, dude, I even to. one million, dude. Even one million, just it's much better than zero. No, no, no. I agree. Zero. I agree. I agree. But 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 I, I don't. I don't know if we'd even get a million. The thing is, he so clearly doesn't care, and doesn't care to to, to play well to get a good transfer and bring us any money. It's 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 disappointing. Anyways, but yeah, I'm, I'm I vote I vote yes. I digress. I vote yes. He's gone. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely leaving anyway. So, Tiris Alexandropoulos was on loan. Well, no, I'd say no. I would uh, I would much prefer to sign someone and maybe even bring someone from the B team to, uh, to compliment uh, Alexandropoulos, Alexandropoulos, for me, is the same answer as Porozo. So, I disagree with you on the second part. Uh, the only reason I would keep him ahead of anyone from, from the B team is because he's Greek. Uh, and and so, he knows, he knows the reality. And he's had some games where I, I, I really rated... His his passion and and how he's come on, sort of like, yeah, let's let's fucking go, let's fucking do this. Um, but yeah, it's if if we can get better players than Alexandropoulos, if we can improve the roster, then yeah, happy for him to go. But if it's if it's based on the current situation, then I'd, I'd rather him stay. But obviously, he costs a lot of money. So then, as I just the comment what Yorgos just said, how how much like his his buyout is is expensive. So. That's another it situation. Is, yeah. Sporting I'm really believe I'm talking if 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 it was, you know, here's here's a couple of mil, take it. That that's what I'm talking about. And then it's Costas Fortunes, whom you obviously renew. And I think he will renew. He doesn't want to leave. I mean, he would have done it years ago. So we agree on Fortunis. He's yeah, he's too far, he's too far in his career now to leave. He's he's got he's, his best days, he won't get his best days anywhere else. Absolutely. Joao Carvalho, obviously let him go. I mean, yeah. nothing there. Yorgos Masuras, you obviously renew. Uh, Yorgos Masuras, for me, is just as important as Pascalakis. Uh, I said it earlier when I said people will laugh at me, but he he's one of the two most important. 
because because of the way the way he plays might not be the most technically gifted but i think he i think most of the time he gives it his all then we got daniel podens whom he has not justified a big uh, a, a big buyout clause there so i, I would have let him go unless he really turns this around i'm going to let him go especially after the uh, the arrival of zelson martins i don't see why olympiakos should break the bank for podens i agree to a point but i'd say i mostly disagree if it wasn't for the big amount of money that we'd have to pay for him i'd keep him if 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 it was a reasonable amount of money i'd say 100% keep him because we know his quality he knows the club he's seen the club at its highs so he knows how good it is and he doesn't give me that fuck off attitude that uh, Madi Kamara gives like his attitude doesn't piss me off as much um compared to compared to Kamara the only obstacle for me with him is is it's a lot of money again and i don't know if 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 they give that money does that mean they can't use it elsewhere or or whatever um but i i would I, there's no guarantee that whoever we sign is going to be better than him do you know what i mean he is technically gifted our first or second best player between yeah, him but and... he has been very inconsistent and especially today at lamia he was just bested in every every single time oh, we know what on. he can do we know what he can do and he hasn't given me the impression just yet that it's literally him not caring Hopefully, hopefully. Like in six months, it's, yeah, you're, you're right. In six months, I might be like in the summer, I'll be like, this guy doesn't give a shit. Get him out right now. But at the moment, so, it's not as bad as Kamara is. That's what I mean. Then it's all Sol Baikin who's leaving anyways. we uh, the, the lonely from Roma, so we agree. Let him go. Obviously, we don't. Uh, nobody's fighting this, right? No, no, no. Let, let, let him go. Marius Vrusai absolutely renew him, and we need to see more of him. I cannot believe he wasn't part of the team today. Considering that, I mean, I, I looked at Podence playing, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, who do we, who can we replace him in the second half? Because he's been shocking in the first half. We didn't have a single winger in the on the bench. We have Rusai, and he wasn't on the bench. We didn't have a single winger today, and we started the season thinking, oh my God, we have so much depth in every single position. Well, there were no wingers today. We only had two wingers. One, if you just count, if you if, because Masuras can also play up front. He's kind of a, a false nine, actually, if you think about it. Novrusai, absolutely renew him. He's such a good player and he's Greek and we need that. Completely agree. Uh, I was always a fan of both Vrusai and Andrutos. I know that people hated on both of them, uh, but very happy to keep uh, Andrutos for, exa uh, for Vrusai for exactly the same reasons that you just mentioned. A Greek, knows the team, always, in my opinion, might not be, again, might not be the most technically gifted, but it seems like he always puts a shift in. So, I agree. Then we got Fran Navarro, who's obviously obviously needs time. He's on loan now. He's on loan, of course, from Porto. Ayub El Kabi. Then I would, I would, I would keep him. Uh, I would keep him, but I would, uh, uh, but but I would much rather have a new number nine, a new starting number nine, and Al Kabi as a squad player. Yes, he scores the goals, but he's the kind of player that he's not the kind of player who's going to take the ball and run and dribble. And shoot, he's the kind of player you need to find in the, in the right place at the right time. He's he has good positioning, but in my opinion, like I would just keep him as a squad player. Um, I get what you're saying, and I'm listening to what you're saying. The only reason I want him to go is because I don't like those type of strikers. So that's just a personal preference. So what you're saying 
makes sense. Uh, my vote would be for him to go just because I don't like that style of play. But I, yeah. but I agree with what you're saying, and, and he, he does offer that thing, but I, I just don't like it in, in a football club. I, I find it very prehistoric, and I don't like that sort of striker. Then we got Stefan Jovetic. Obviously, you let him go. I mean, he sh he, he's not... Uh, he, his best days are, are, are way past him. We yeah. saw it today against the Lamia. He started the game. He offered nothing. He got a lot of opportunities, in my opinion. He just could not... Uh, uh, he could not deliver. He could not live up to his past. When you carry this such a heavy name and you go to a, a club that's uh, inferior to some of the great clubs you played at, such as Manchester City... You gotta show something. So yeah, you gotta let him go. If we could sell him this month to Partizan for even five hundred thousand, even half a million for me, that would be just fine for me. I completely agree, and it's a shame because uh, when he goes on international duty, he performs. So the system hasn't worked for him. I don't think he has an attitude thing compared to some of the other big names that we've signed in recent years. He hasn't. He, he doesn't seem as problematic as players like Hammers, for example. Uh, it just hasn't worked for him. And I can't see it working for him, um, which, which, as I said, is a shame because on international duty, he is performing. So when the system works for him, it works and he has something to give. But we need to cut our losses. And finally, Youssef El Arabi. And there, this is where I'm going to say, Youssef, you're a legend. You're, 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 a, you're, you're a legend. You're a three loss in three loss. Thank you for the memories, but we have to move on. Yeah, I completely agree. I love the little thrillos and thrillos. Must have taken a long time to think about, hadn't it? <laughs> but no. Uh... Well, not that much, sir. Not that much, sir. <laughs> so uh, I completely Dimitri... agree with that. Oh, no, sorry. Go ahead. Exactly so, the same thing you just said. So, Dimitri, I don't know if you guys have been counting with me. That's 19 players who are out of contract in June. That's a whole squad. That's a whole match day squad. A whole a match are... day squad plus one. Sorry? It's a whole match day squad plus an extra player. Exactly. Like, <laughs> do, do you understand what kind of crisis we're facing in, in June? That's our entire front line and our goalkeepers, both goalkeepers and our entire front line that could be gone in June. It's it's just a revolving door. It's like it's going to be the same as, and if, if that happens, it's going to be the same as last season. And it's going to be, it's going to be the whole like, okay. 50 players out, 50 players in. And then we don't give them time either. And it's going to be... Yeah, it's tricky. It's very, very tricky. So I want to see what the fans said, uh, how, how the fans interacted. So it Stefanos Dries, Zelson hasn't played in months. No chance. Well, well, right now we have no other option but to give him that chance and see how that goes. Um, Arispan, uh, both of them are patri are patrons, by the way, and we're very, uh, it's always great to have them on the show, and it's also great to have them interacting on the WhatsApp group. Arispan, so you keep Masuras, who's good for three games per season. How many more points will he cost us? Get Zuglis or Panagidis and move on. Well, like we said, when it comes to the Greek players, first off, Masuras, first off, who has been consistent at Olympiakos, bar for Tunis and Paschalakis this season? Who has been consistent? I would want him in there because, like I said, I want to create that sort of class of 92 foundation. I want the Costulas brothers. I want Panagidis. I want Sabudzis. I want Bagalianis. I want Musakitis to come on. I want Algasimba to come on and find a foundation in there. 
I want them to come in and have players like Costas Fortunis, like Yorgos Masuras, like Marios Broussai, like Costas Zolaikis, like Alexandros Paschalaikis, to, to, to maintain that standard in there, along with a couple of good players from abroad, obviously, to maintain a standard and guide those players and motivate them and mentor them. So that's where the Yorgos Masuras um, uh, effect comes uh, is very important uh, to me. I agree, completely agree. Um, what he brings to the side is more than just, you know, putting in good performances. We need we need some veterans who understand and and who could, could, could put a good example in. You need players that are shown to be rewarded for their effort, right? And he's not he, he's not a lazy player, Masuras. Yes, he's not technically the best, and and he 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 might miss chances and he might mess things up, but but he's I think I think it's important for, for for young kids to come in and see players like that and just be like, Do you know what? Yep, yeah, I need to work my balls off. So Yoros uh, Murzanos, El Kabi keep his backup. So yeah, I think uh, he agrees there with uh, with us. Alexandros um, Alexandros Sim, uh, Brusai go disagrees with us. That's fine. Uh, there's a comment from Nolan Leidner Fox, another major Gate 7 international fan, a very loyal fan. Uh, thank you very much for joining us again, Nolan. Broussai is 25. He's finished, not young anymore. So there is a, there's an agreement there between the last two fans. Wow, Nolan, uh, you're making me feel really old, bro. If, if Broussai is, if Broussai is <laughs> not young at 25, then I should be, I should be in the old man's home. Jesus. Yeah, but I think he means football terms. So I no, think no, it's, it's, it's hurt my feelings now. It's done. <laughs> so, what does TLDR mean? Uh, I don't. I, I mean, I know what. Oh my God, we're such. We're, I mean, I'm actually looking it up. Wait, wait. We're Too long didn't moment. read. Too long didn't read. No, it can't okay, be. So anyway, from 15 players that came in the summer, only Eze, Ortega, and Poroso were not failures. I think he. I think they were having. Yeah, I think he was having a conversation with um with the chat. I think yeah. actually. Um, what we have here, Rusai's only... Atromitos quality uh, from Nolan again. Um, let's see. Side play that I haven't played. Uh, here we have a nice little one from Alexandros again. Bring Kalogeropoulos back, promote Muzakitis, Kostulas, bring in Zuglia, Siopis. Uh, well, like I said, like, uh, yeah, we do want Kalogeropoulos back, and I'm pretty sure we are going to have him on the squad. Like, the only reason he's not on the squad this season is because it took way too long to uh, renew his contract, so he went on loan to Volos. Uh, like I said about Muzakitis and the Kostulas brothers, though, guys, they're 16. They're... They are young, okay? So keep that in mind. They're not exactly the kind of people who are going to come in and all of a sudden turn uh, the season around. And uh, you, you think about players like Costadellas. He was 19 uh, when he joined Pauk's first team. That There's a huge difference between 16 and 19 in football terms. So, yeah, we all want him to come in, but we also don't want to rush it is what I would have to say about that. And other fans going to have patience with these kids man like that's the thing they're 16 17 18 even 19 they come in they have a couple of bad games that toxicity that do we want that do we want those kids to be to, to, to have that on, on on them so yeah 
please be patient when it comes down to to the 16 year olds so Joros Murzanos, no no alexandros but we need greeks i think he means alexandropoulos no alexandropoulos but we need greek uh, here's an interesting question and um from alexandros uh, again if alexandropoulos wasn't greek would we give the money i'm not giving i'm not having an opinion yet just throwing out the question no we wouldn't give the money i i, I wouldn't give the money but the fact that he is Greek means he understands the realities of Greek football, means he understands the history of Olympiakos, means he understands what's expected of him. Um, or do you literally mean the passport? Because being Greek also comes with that extra understanding of Olympiakos, in my opinion. If you're literally saying the passport and that's it, then... then no, like, like I wouldn't keep him if he was Greek just because of the passport. But I, I'd keep him because he's Greek because of everything else that comes with it. If he was foreign, no. If he was just based on his footballing ability, then no. You okay, like I said, we need Greeks. We, we need Greeks at the end of the day. Every team needs players from their own country uh, because obviously they understand uh, the, the, the demands of that specific club, but also you need it for logistical reasons as well. And we need to create a, a we need to, we need a new leader soon. We need a new standard bearer. We need a new Predrag Djordjevic kind of type. And like I said, the, the next Predrag Djordjevic, he's not coming from George Mendes's client book. He's coming from the B team or from a Greek uh, setup. Alexandropoulos, if he wants to be at Olympiakos, if he wants to take that role, I would absolutely have him over. But the thing is, at the end of the day, I feel like that's a bit futile because Sporting Lisbon really believe in him and uh, they brought him at Olympiacos to gain more experience, to gain more minutes. How's that going, by the way? Uh, there's another question here from Mike Scobb. How Camara still played without renewing his contract and Alexandropoulos not? Except if some imbecile already decided to not even try to buy him. Well, the thing is, like, this comes from Aris Bulubasis himself. Uh which is an extra reason why you all need to um, to sign up on Patreon for all his marvelous deep dives. The most depressing thing about our team, one of the most depressing things about our team this season is that Matika Mara is our most creative player in midfield. It's not Alexandropoulos. It's no one else. So there's the answer to the first part. Uh, but then again, I don't believe that Alexandropoulos has gotten enough opportunities. When it comes to Aik, Dimitri, we cannot play with two midfielders. Like, I don't know what kind of homework Carlos Carvalhal has made. We cannot play with two midfielders. I went out on the beat. I, I was invited by the BBC to discuss Aik versus Brighton. And I told them, because uh, Roberto Tetzerbi always plays 4-2-3-1. I told them, you cannot play with two midfielders against Aik's diamond formation. And um, there was one person who thought to himself, oh, it's just like, uh, you know, we're Brighton, we're a Premier League team, we're not changing our formation, yeah, we're great. And Ike dominated them in the first half, absolutely dominated them. If it wasn't for their absolute inability to score, they, would have, they could have scored at least two goals, maybe even three, you know. So Carlos Carvalho, like, please, please, please do not start with two midfielders which is where you need Alexandropoulos uh, to be in this team. If anything, I would probably it's... start Ibora, because, so, uh, and I'm finishing with this, I would probably start Ibora, Alexandropoulos, and, uh, and Mati Kamara, or even Eze, maybe, maybe Eze uh, in there. Maybe try, like, definitely, definitely need, you definitely need an actual number six, which is why you need Ibora to start, in my opinion. You need somebody to cover for the back four. And then when it comes to the next two, 
well, there's the opportunity for Alexandropoulos. Maybe Alexandropoulos and Eze. Maybe Alexandropoulos and Kamara. Maybe Kamara and Eze. But yeah, that's just me getting a, getting a little ahead of myself. What do you think there? No, no, no. I, I completely agree. And what I was going to say is this is what we were saying before the West Ham game. And what worked so well in the West Ham game is that we overloaded that midfield by putting that third person in. And that's the reason we were so much better in that West Ham game. And I remember after... After the West Ham game, I think it was the game after, I don't remember, but we, we had a show and we were literally saying, this is what we've been saying. Do this in Europe and the big derbies. Play with three in that midfield. Like We have to win the midfield battle. It's 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 as simple as that. We have to win it. Because if we get overwhelmed there, it's done. We're, joke, we're done. So yeah, I completely agree with you. You can't play with two. Uh, Alexandropoulos, I would give four million two to two and a half i'd maybe consider well like i said guys we do need greeks though so and we also don't know the budget obviously you know we're hearing about nottingham forest where uh uh the purse strings are going to get a little are probably going to get a little tight i'm not sure about the olympiacos budget right now uh four million for a player that's not playing at olympiacos i'd say i mean if we didn't spend we didn't even consider spending that much money for diatiesa maseku for alexandropoulos well i think that's a little a lot dude there's, right. also, there's also another player in Holzgrove by Christos. He reminded us. Holzgrove will come Costa. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm hearing Holzgrove is doing pretty well in Portugal. Uh, but like I said, we do need the, the Madika Mara from his first two seasons type of player to come in, do the runs, do those passes, do those through passes, do those crosses. That's the kind of player we need. And I'm not too sure if Holzgrove is that kind of player. What do you think, Dimitri? Uh, I agree. I don't think he is. And at the same time, I I agree with what you're saying that we need the Madim Kamara type of player from the first two seasons. But I, I it can't it, 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 we can't be expecting Kamara to do that again. We we that's that that ship has sailed, in my opinion. So it needs to be a completely different option. Yeah. So one more from Mike Scott. Stop that we need a leader. We don't. We need one player to be the leader and 11 that know to play the ball and want to develop or be here. Well, that's exactly what we're saying. We need one yeah. player to be the leader and then 17 more players in the match day squad who are going to, you know, give it their all. That's all yeah, we're saying so, there, Mike. No, 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 100%. That, that we do need the leader, though. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. So, about... Well, here's I, I would like to um, to ask this question. I would like to ask the comment section. I'd like to ask you, Dimitri. Uh, the, the the title of this podcast show is called "A Dark Day for Thrillos." Is the title a lost cause already, Dimitri? You actually did respond. This you're not giving up. Unlike your Premier League alter ego, you're a lot more optimistic when it comes to the Greek stuff. So you think the Greek league is not at all a lost cause? No, it's not. Not at all, because I believe. We are definitely at least second best team in the league. I don't think Ayak or Panathinaikos are better than us. Uh, and the only reason I say Pauk are better than us is because they seem healthier and more homogenous and more have good chemistry with, with each other. Um, the thing is, the thing is, I know Ari just said the title lost cause already. I'm saying that I don't think it's a lost cause. But it's not as important as laying 
good foundations with a vision. It's what we were saying earlier. And like progressing. Um, that's what, what I think. So even though I'm optimistic, actually, let me rephrase that. I, I'm not optimistic. I'm not, not, I'm not pessimistic. That's the thing. Like I'm not doom and gloom when it comes down to the league, just because I know like quality wise, we're not that bad compared to the others. That's what I mean. But I think for me, it's much more important to change the things and lay the foundations and 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 start getting some some health back to the club. That's what I mean. Begin building the team for next year, exactly. And if it means not winning the league, I'm completely fine with that. Completely fine with that. The two things aren't. I don't think the two things necessarily need to be need, need to go hand in hand with each other. I'm I'm optimistic that we can win the league, but at the same time, I know that we can do it and be completely shite next year because we haven't actually done anything correctly and it's just been a hole plugging the whole way through. So, yeah. Yeah, well, um, the, the, Nolan, I agree with you. The thing is that I don't believe, I, I, I do believe the title is a lost cause, Dimitri. I'm afraid like this team just cannot convince me that they're going to win the title. I, I don't have much faith in the January signings. Uh, I'm glad that they were done so quickly. I'm done. I'm glad that they are addressing key issues uh, within the squad. We did need a striker to at least fill in for Ayub El Kabi, who has joined Morocco for the Africa Cup of Nations and could be gone for an entire month because Morocco are among the favorites to win the AFCON after their stunning uh, performance in the 2022 World Cup. I'm glad we brought in a winger, uh, considering Ola Solbakin is leaving. And we just saw how much little depth we have in the wings uh, with no one on the bench. For some reason, Marius Broussaï is not there. Uh, we do need a centre-back and a number six to come on, but I'm just this team is just not convincing me. At the beginning, I would say that it would be the refs that would uh, massacre us. I still believe the refs are still going to do their little things, considering it's only going to be Greek refs from now on. But it's just I'm not seeing it. If anything, I'm just looking forward to the next season. And I'll be honest with you, Dimitri. Carlos Carvalhal, I want him to stay until the end of the season no matter what. I don't care. Let's finish fifth. I'm just done with the whole uh, with the whole Groundhog Day thing. I'm just done like this. Emotionally, psychologically, mentally done. But you know what? There's one manager whose contract runs out in June. And his name is Ernesto Valverde. Fucking go for him. Give him whatever he wants. No, I mean it. I mean it. Go for it. Just go. Give him whatever he wants. Let him work and let him work with fucking Pedro Alves. Like that's it. This is it. You guys work together. You tell me what you need. Just like it was in the in the second stint when Marinakis had just taken over. Ah, Costa, come on, man. <laughs> You're calling no, me optimistic. No. <laughs> um, no, yeah, no, I, mean, I, I can't see that happening. I can't see that happening. Um, he's he's too big, I think now. I'd love to see him back, but this man went and coached Barcelona, man. This man coached Messi. Why exactly? Is what he's saying? Why would you? Come on, man. You're coaching Messi. Why would you go coach Andreas Doi? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and no disrespect to Doi. So, or, yeah, but I, I can't see it. I wish. I wish. I wish. Because he's him, Martins, the first couple of seasons, and Marco Silva, Mitchell, 
that season against United. That was Mitchell, wasn't it? Those are the four best seasons I've ever seen with Olympiacos. And I think Valverde is probably, probably the best football we've seen. Him and Martins, probably. Um, so I'd love it. I'd love it. But yeah, he wouldn't come back. He wouldn't come back. You know what? With the, with the right amount of money, with the right amount of deal, the right amount of, you know, the philosophy, if they agree on the philosophy, if they, if they mostly agree on the hands-off approach kind of thing, I could they see he loves, he, loves, he loves Olympiacos. Ernesto Valverde loves Olympiacos. And that's 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 the only thing we've got going for ourselves right now. I do agree with you. It would be commensurate. If he gives him the money, I could see that. So we're going through the uh we're reaching the half uh, the hour, the, 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 the hour and a half mark here. So let's just finish this with a man of the match and coach is great. Coach is great. I mean F, big fat F. I didn't watch the game based on the results and based on the stats outplayed by Lamia, then it has to be, you can't, you can't, it's, it's what I said earlier. You can't, we, you don't need a coach to win this game. The fact that we lost this game, the coaches to blame and the players both are very much to blame. So yeah, you can't get anything above an F. Like we said, it was the absolute nothing. So it's an F for Carlos Carvalhal. Man of the match. Do you have anything here to say? Uh, Unfortunately, no, I can't, I can't give you a man of the match because it was literally just in the background and the stats, I mean, the stats aren't really good, guys. <laughs> this, this is like, it's giving me, apart from Pascalakis, no one else got above a 7.3, which is just shocking. And uh, uh, Podenza was the one who got the 7.3 and you were talking about how shitty he was earlier. So uh, I think Pascalakis, and everyone in the comments is saying Pascalakis. So... That's how you know it's a bad game when your goalkeeper is the best player and you've lost. Do you know what I mean? Like if if do you remember when we beat Juventus one 0 or Benfica one 0 and um, Roberto was our best player? Like that, great, great. You've won and your best player is your goalkeeper. Fantastic. It means you've done your job well and your goalkeeper's had an absolute amazing performance. But if you lose and your goalkeeper is the best, especially if you're losing to La Mia then something was very, very badly wrong. Well, uh, personally, my man of the match was my live stream because it didn't, um, it, it rarely uh, went down. But the best of the worst, yeah, it was Pascalakis. Uh, like he, like Arispan is saying, Pascalakis saved us from a historic caso. Yeah, it could have been worse. La Mia won fair and square. They were the better team. I can't believe I'm saying this. But like, they could have scored more, guys. So in a way... I can't believe I'm going to say this as well. We were lucky to leave with a 1-0 loss. That's, that's so depressing. <laughs> Such a depressing thought. I would like to close this with some uh, parting words, if I may, before uh, we, we go away. Guys, I'm furious. I'm absolutely furious with what's going on. Uh, I, I respect the fact that a lot of Olympiacos fans also support other teams. I respect the fact, Dimitri, that you're also a Liverpool fan. Also, your background as well, your British background, also plays a role in this. And I totally respect this. But I have no one else. I have nothing else going on in football. I tried to become an Arsenal fan. No disrespect to Arsenal, but I just simply don't care. I simply... Like, guys, I'm a Premier League reporter for The Sun, right? I do WWE stuff as well. And I feel like what makes me a great Premier League reporter is the fact that I don't care who wins the Premier League. I don't care if Sheffield United 
complete the greatest comeback in the history of football and win the Prem. It's a great story, and I really admire that, but I don't care at all. So if Olympiacos ever go under, which I don't believe that's going to happen, but let's say it does happen, I'm going to be beyond devastated. It's like you're it's like taking away music from my life. I can't. I can't go with life without music. It's only Olympiacos for me, mono Olympiacos. And I'm furious with what's going on right now. But I refuse to give up on my club. I refuse to give up on my team. I will support this team. Unless anyone has a DeLorean parked out their place and we can all hop in and go back in late 2022 and uh, and, pre- and prevent Martins from signing a new contract, which I, I know, Dimitri, you wouldn't be part of that, then okay, let's do it. But from now on, we can only look forward. Like I said, the league is a lost cause, in my opinion. So I'm looking forward to the next season. So let's try and be productive here. Comments like, the club is finished, let's get rid of Marinakis, that offers nothing, guys. I've seen this before. I've seen Panathinaikos fans demanding the Vardinoyanis family leave the club. You know what happened after that? They didn't win the league for 13 years, probably 14 years. Europe, forget about it. If you talk to a Panathinaikos fan about Europe, they're going to tell you shit that happened when I was in fifth grade. And I'm 33 right now. Let's help the team. Let's help this team with some productive criticism and some hard truths. The last two preseasons were a failure. Absolute failure. Absolute failure. But you know what? We got a new sporting director. Let's use that. Let's push for a president, a chairman, a CEO to come in and do the day-to-day stuff and help out with Marinakis' duties. Let's bring in a Savas Theodoridis guy in there. Nikos Anastopoulos, Joros Delicaris, great names comments like the the club is done, which is absolutely unrealistic and stupid to say it, because two bad seasons doesn't mean the club is done. Doesn't help. Man United are going through a crisis. Chelsea are going through a crisis. Barcelona are going through a crisis. You actually think Olympiacos would be immune to something like that. Three of the best clubs in the world are going through a crisis. We wouldn't go through a crisis. I refuse to give up on my club. I refuse to, to, to add negativity and toxicity in this club. I am going to support this club through thick and thin. I agree. And I love the outburst you just had. And that's what I wish our players had. Um, and at the same time, I empathize with you and I feel for you because, yeah, it's not just, it might not just be Olympiacos for me because I might have Liverpool, but the phrase Olympiacos Panapola, like it's real. It is real. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I love Liverpool and I'm born and raised in the UK. So I, I've always had an English team. However, Olympiacos is above that. Like my mom's from Piraeus. Like my grandmother still lives there. I go there every summer, like speak Greek at home. Like I'm bilingual. Like I, I breathe Olympiacos just as much as any Greek who lives there. So, it's it's very very important to me, and and the one thing that I would say, and I've I've echoed it ever since I joined in the summer, is to all the Olympiacos fans who are angry with this whole situation and upset with this whole situation, and haven't 
had the opportunity or haven't had the patience or the time to get into the basketball side of things, I'd say it's going to help your mental health. Um, and what I mean by that is that it's very, very healthy. It's a very healthy club. Uh, despite not doing as well as we did last year, the toxicity and the people calling for people's heads and get rid of this player, get rid of this coach is much, much less than it is in football. And there is a clear vision with owners that don't have too much stuff on and they can focus on Olympiacos and they care about Olympiacos. Don't get me wrong, Madnakis cares. Everyone cares. But the Agilopoli brothers, they don't have three other clubs that they're thinking about. So the basketball side of things is such a light for me and a lot of other Olympiaco fans. Uh, yeah, Ari, you'd have to watch basketball. I Do you know what? I grew up only watching football, discovered basketball at the age of 10, and hand on my heart, both a better sport to play and to watch. It's so much more entertaining. You could have a very boring nil-nil game. You could have a very boring Olympiacos losing 1-0 to La Mia, nothing game. You will never have that in basketball. It's either going to be a close game and you're going to be like, at the edge of your seat the whole game, or it's going to be a blowout and you're just going to be like, oh my God, this was incredible. Look at what they're doing to them. Basketball is never going to be boring. So I'd say give it a chance. And Olympiacos right now is going through arguably our best period in my lifetime outside of the two years in 2012, 2013, where we won the EuroLeague. Like it's it's this is the perfect time. And if you don't take me, I've I've always watched Olympiacos, but listen to Addis. I mean, you all know Addy from from Gate Seven International, our, our show our leader. Yeah, our our president. Um he he was saying Not that he only father. started getting basketball. <laughs> he only started getting into basketball last year and, and he really enjoyed it. So that's what I would say. Give it give it a go if if you have already and it will help you so much uh to get over the, the the anger and the sadness that you have with the football and um yeah and and better quality games man every single game in the Euroleague is is like just top quality entertainment you don't have to put up with really 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 bad European games or really bad Greek league games or us getting blown out like we're we're a very good side with very good players that care and a manager that knows what he wants. So yeah, that's all I'm going to say. But remember, Olympiacos Panapola. Like I, I genuinely, I genuinely mean that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, Dimitri, if you wanna, if you wanna sign off, please, uh, please go ahead. I understand you have things to say. It's just that a lot of people here have, uh, a lot of people here have been in this, have been, uh, are saying that I'm with Marinakis, even though what I said had not, it was was not the case. Marinakis, Gavalas, you are not supporting the club. You are supporting Marinakis. I don't know if that was addressed to me, but some people are insinuating that I'm. Uh, this whole thing was about Marinakis. First of all, anybody who thinks that uh, I don't care about the club, I only care about Marinakis, how little you know. You have no idea how little you know. Like zero idea. Absolutely zero idea. I've criticized Marinakis many times. I just said the last two preseasons were an absolute failure. Okay. A lot of failed signings. The fact that so many managers, six managers have been sacked in 16 months is so wrong and absolutely, it's so frustrating. 
I just said, don't even touch Carvalhal. Just go ahead and do what you got to do in there. Just, just leave Carvalhal in there. I just we we just went through the entire team's uh, players that are running out of contract in June, nineteen, and we just said how how ridiculous this is and what a crisis we're facing ahead of us. I just said that he needs to hire a president slash chairman slash CEO. I just said what he needs to do. That's criticism. Just because I'm not asking, I'm not demanding that he leaves the club like those stupid Panathinaikos fans back in 2009 when they lost the Vardinoyanis family and got and got this new owner and haven't won the league in 14 years, doesn't mean that I'm a pro Marinakis. So chill out, listen to what people are saying, and stop using that kind of language that you're not an Olympiacos fan just simply because you're not asking for Marinakis for Marinakis to leave. So, Olympiacos Panapola, Dimitri, I'm so sorry that I uh, held you for so long. No, no, uh, no. This is, apologize. This was a crazy episode. Any final words before we go? There's there's light of the end of the tunnel, guys. It's it's gonna get better. Um, it's I generally have that optimism that it will never be. And and I might not have lived the Petra Chronia like properly, uh, because I was only I was born in the mid-90s, so I haven't experienced it that, but I don't which it will never be that bad. We are going to bounce back and um, just just keep keep having faith and keep believing and keep being involved. And I know it hurts, but we got this. We got this. Olympiacos Panapola, literally. It's as simple as that. It will all Let's work out in this. the end. A lot of things need to change, but they'll work out. Absolutely. Guys, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, it's, late, uh, it's late here in Greece uh, and many other countries. Uh, like we said, Olympiakos Panapola, don't forget to like and subscribe, and we're going to see you next time. Oh,